Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Happy holidays, Katie, and Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, Keith. I feel like we have a whole month of Christmas programming here on the podcast, but I'm here for it. No longer do we just have one Christmas episode. We have multiple holiday festooned installments. It's what the people want. I, I think, and I think those people are you and I. Yeah, that's true. And we're the ones making the choices. To, I don't know who else wants the constant <laughs> holiday programming except for us, but I'm here I don't for know. It. I, I, I think Lifetime and Hallmark beg to differ. Well, yes, there is that. <laughs> um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how SZA scores her first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart as S.O.S. opens atop the tally with one of the biggest debuts of 2022. And how Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You hits double-digit territory at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart as the tune spins a tenth non-consecutive week atop the tally. Also on the show, we'll be talking about which superstars have yet to release a holiday album and which ones should. While it does seem like everyone has recorded a seasonal collection at this point, not everyone has, including some really obvious contenders. Who might those be? Well, stick around for Keith and my chat in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast... Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First off, on the Billboard 200 albums chart, SZA lands her first number one as her new album, S.O.S., debuts atop the tally. The set bows with 318,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S., in the week ending December 15th, according to Luminate. That marks the fifth largest debut of 2022 and the third biggest debut among female acts this year, behind just the opening weeks of Taylor Swift's Midnights with 1.58 million, which is also the biggest week of the year, and Beyonce's Renaissance with 332,000 in its debut week. Also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 this week, A Boogie with the Hoodie's new Me vs. Myself album arrives, giving the rapper his fourth top 10 charting effort. Now, could Midnight's 
jump back to number one next week? Well, barring a surprise new album or albums in the next week or two, that seems quite possible. However, we don't we don't think a Christmas album is going to pop in there. That doesn't happen who? very often. I don't know. Like one of the, you know, major like contenders on the Hot 100, like Mariah or any no. of those people. Not so much. I don't think so. I, I just Michael Bublé has usually been the highest charting Christmas album each year mm. for the past few years. And it usually gets to around like maybe 70 something thousand units in its biggest week. Interesting. And that, that in theory should not be enough for it to overtake you know, like a Taylor Swift Midnight's at this point, okay. I don't think. Me, I, anything is possible, but sure. I don't really see that happening. But also, I'm not making a forecast. <laughs> I'm merely going out on a limb here. Um, but I do want to say that if we look back in time, you know, when we're talking about surprise albums that drop out of the blue at the end of the year, um, you know, if we look back in time, if we look back into December of 2021, there was a surprise, I think it was a surprise album from Roddy Rich, uh, Live Life Fast, which came out on December 17th. Nas released his Magic album on December 24th. Um, neither were really ever a threat for number one. After that, we didn't get a major new album until the <laughs> double whammy of Gunna and The Weeknd on January 7th of 2022 with DS Forever and Dawn FM, which debuted at numbers one and two on the Billboard 200. If we go farther back in time, uh, a year before all of that, in December of 2020, Paul McCartney's McCartney 3 came out on December 18th, though that wasn't a surprise album. People knew that the album was coming, uh, but it was followed by Playboy Cardi's Whole Lot of Red on December 25th. I'm pretty sure that was a surprise album. And then the music biz kind of just went dark until January 8th, 2021, when we had big new albums from Jasmine Sullivan in Hotels and Morgan Wallen's uh, number one, <laughs> Dangerous, the double album. And then the last thing I'll say about this, because I can keep going and I'll, I'll stop because <laughs> I will bore Katie to tears. Um, in December of 2019, we got the surprise Jack Boys album from Travis Scott and Friends. It came out on December 27th and debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. And I vividly remember, I, it's funny, I can remember all of these albums very distinctly because they- You had to work on Christmas Day and the days it, after? Yeah, because I remember <laughs> having to like sit there at my laptop you know, during the holidays when it's usually kind of a very quiet time. And I'm, so I'm like, I'm fully expecting something's going to come out in the, like, the next three weeks and make us all take notice. Yeah, I, this, that's what my my journalist brain was definitely listening to all of that. Like, oh, man, who yep. is putting out an album on the 25th or the 27th this year? Um, but Could I, it you be know, Cardi I'm, B? Oh, I mean, listen, actually, I'd be super pumped about that because I love Cardi. Please bring on the new music. But I um, thought of that because of the new Rosalia track. Yeah, that came out with the her. remix. But uh, I, you know, on a more somber note, as a journalist, there are always some really major deaths that happen around Christmas time, too. George well, Michael, mean, George obviously Michael being the Christmas prime Day. example. Uh, yeah. James Brown. Was it Christmas Day that he passed, too? Might have been. Or Yeah, it was right I think it was literal it, yeah. Christmas Day. Anyway, so... It's a um, that. Why is that, though? 
why is that always happen? I don't even know. Sorry, I, I definitely got on the tangent there. But I am wondering who is going to be the person that drops that surprise album on Christmas week, because it will happen. It will happen. It absolutely <laughs> will happen. Keith and I will be working, so we'll be check working. out Billboard.com. <laughs> we may not have a podcast that week, but definitely we'll be, we'll we be might around. be working. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, over on the Hot 100 Songs chart, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You spins a 10th non-consecutive week at number one, becoming her third song to spend at least 10 weeks at number one. It joins One Sweet Day, her duet with Boys to Men, which spent 16 weeks at number one, and We Belong Together with 14 weeks at number one. Some people just wish for one, one, one number one. Meanwhile, one number Mariah, one, one week of number one. Period. One week on the chart would be <laughs> yes, fine for yes, most people. Yes. Um, all told, all I want for Christmas is you is the forty-third song to spend at least ten weeks at number one on the Hot 100 since the chart launched in August of 1958. Carrie is also just the third act and first woman with at least three different number ones that all spent at least 10 weeks at number one. Drake has also notched a trio of 10-week number ones, as has Boys to Men. I feel like the Drake stat is so funny because remember how long it took him he to get his first number solo one. number one? Yeah. Like, so it's wild that now he has three of them. <laughs> okay, three, I'm sorry, three with 10 weeks. He's got a lot more than three number ones. Of course, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You was originally released on her 1994 album, Merry Christmas, and it's one of three holiday albums Carey has released so far. She also has Merry Christmas 2, Roman numeral U, in 20, 2010, <laughs> and then the soundtrack to her 2020 Apple TV Plus special, Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special, which I interviewed her for, by the way. Check out Billboard.com. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is like her. That was like three specials ago, though, because now she has one on CBS. She had a different one last year, but that's the one I talked to her about. I always get to wondering at this time of year, which artists haven't released a holiday album, but maybe should. And I'm looking at this from both an artistic and commercial standpoint. Like, who is missing from the Christmas Oeuvre. And do we ever think, um, you know, we'll get a proper holiday album from them? After all, the Billboard 200 is positively heaving with holiday albums at this time of year. And there's always the possibility that if you record the right group of songs at the right time with the right kind of marketing, it could turn into a mega successful blockbuster project like number one albums from, say, oh, I don't know, Michael Bublé in Christmas or Josh Groban with Noel. Friends of the podcast. Yeah. So Keith and I came up with a list and we may or may not have checked it twice. And we uh, we've got 12 acts that have not released a holiday album yet, but definitely should. So, Keith, can we start with the most obvious one, please? Um, Adele. Yes. How about Adele? Yeah. Um, how has one of the most popular artists with one of the most loved, soaring, distinctive voices that would be completely, uh, perfectly suited for um, holiday inspirational kind of music 
how has this person not released a holiday album yet? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would imagine it's because, well, this this particular artist, Adele, does not release a lot of music on a constant basis. Period. So, not period. just like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, let's just let's just focus on getting new music from Adele, period. Yeah. Much less specif- specifics like, can you make it a Christmas album? I, I'd love um, to know how, how she feels about Christmas music, though, because uh, we know her voice would be suited for it. But like not everyone is super into Christmas music like we are, you know? Yeah. I mean, so. it's 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 I, I think that's probably a reason why many artists don't make Christmas albums or holiday albums because they're like it's not it's like it's just not something that speaks to them and maybe they they find it cheesy or whatever but I think and I know you just said last week that I plagiarized myself on five burning questions but this question was asked a couple weeks ago and I talked about the fact that I would want Adele to make sort of like a melancholy, bittersweet Christmas sort of song, like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, like the Judy Garland version from Meet Me in St. Louis. Mm. And it's kind of like a, you know, or maybe like Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. You know, these are these are not your jingle jangle, although I think she'd be great at that, too. <laughs> I can just really picture her on those kind of Christmas songs, you know, classics. I think so. I mean, it, it would be nice to hear a song with a beat. We, I think we say that about all of her albums that come out. <laughs> Is she, she herself? Her, she even said that in her show that we saw. Yeah, she's like, she's, I don't have I don't have many up tempo numbers. So you better yep. get up and dance. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I will say that I, I've checked this. I've checked this specific topic for her, as well as many of the other people that we're about to talk about. I don't think she's actually ever released even just a single holiday song. Officially. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of one, at least. And like you said, sh- her releases are so rare. We know what they are. Like we we know the right. soundtrack, James, James Bond that she's contributed to her own albums. I mean, it honestly does not go beyond that, really, with her. No, I mean back back in the early part of her career, she would occasionally like she. I think she. I think she showed up on like she would show up on someone else's albums like rarely, but it did. Mm. It did still happen. Like there were these kind of stray Adele tracks here and there. Not anymore. The, not anymore. No. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, speaking of the show that Katie and I saw that we talked about in the podcast, her weekends with Adele residency continues uh, on through the rest of the year. It has shows on Christmas Eve. And New Year's Eve. Now, would it she be too added much to New ask Year's, the New Year's and New Year's Eve shows like after it already kicked off? Would it be too much to ask her to sing a holiday song on the on the on the show on the twenty fourth, and maybe Old Lang Syne on New Year's Eve? Maybe throw them out there as like fun one offs as digital recordings, or maybe just save them for next year and properly promote them. Just putting it out there in the evening. Yes, I love that idea. She has to acknowledge Christmas in some way on her 23rd and 24th shows, I think. Yeah. And then my choice would actually be What Are You Doing New Year's Eve versus All oh. Things Fine, which I'm You're, obsessed that, with that song. I think that would really complement, that would work well with her voice as well. well. I know I've brought this up on the podcast before, but Harry Connick Jr. does my favorite version of that song. Who's Actually, that? Actually, Rufus what's, Wainwright who, has a really name? great song. I haven't heard of him before. His, his name is Harry Connick Jr. He's from New Orleans. He oh. does kind of jazzy music. Kind of, <laughs> sort, of, sort of a new artist kind of coming up. Yes. Some say he's good looking. I don't know. I, that's what some say. Some. <laughs> 
All right, let's move along, Keith. Okay, fine. <laughs> Katie, um, what, who's the next artist on our The artist on our list? I would like to bring up next is one who has been very talked about this year, and that is Beyonce. Actually, Adele's favorite artist, so it's a good it's a good transition. What about an Adele and Beyonce Christmas collaboration? Oh album? my God! Well, now you're just. I mean, Adele. I think that's the person that if she gets the phone call, Adele will definitely collaborate with in an instant. Is Beyonce? So yes, from your lips to God's ears. Um, you know, we do have something close to a Beyonce Christmas song because we have a song. We have a Destiny's Child album right. called eight days of christmas but we do not have a beyonce christmas album right Keith? no no we do not um, um but that would be really fun i'd like no, that it would be but again she's also at that point where it's like beyonce's not going to do anything unless it's completely right as opposed to say yeah. like maybe you know 15 years ago maybe there could have been some more kind of encouragement to do like, oh, no, we should really do a holiday album because it's the right commercial thing to do. And let's yeah, like no. whip it together. I don't think that she, she's not going to do for that Beyonce. No, but I do think that our guest last week, Alicia Keys, her album Santa Baby is a great example of how an artist who is so fully in control of their like artistry can make right. a Christmas album that sounds like their own album and not like a cheesy Christmas project. And it's, I, I can already like imagine what a Beyonce Christmas album could sound like. I mean, it could, it could be a Christmas dance album for God's sakes. It could be Renaissance, but Christmas Renaissance Act two, the Christmas deluxe edition. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you I, break my ornament, you won't break my ornament. No, <laughs> Maybe break, break my candy cane. Break uh, my. Who else, Keith? Okay, what about <laughs> what about Lady Gaga? Yes. All right, she's <laughs> moving on. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> she's she's recorded a couple holiday songs here and there. She did a song called Christmas Tree. She did a cover of White Christmas. Um, she did Winter Wonderland with Tony Bennett. It was released in 2014, but it wasn't part of their Cheek to Cheek album, which came out the same year. It was just like a one-off recording. Um, apparently, they also sang it live at the Christmas in Rockefeller Center, the tree lighting thing that year. So mm -hmm. that's probably why they threw it out there as a standalone recording. But, mm -hmm. but considering we've had two jazz albums with Tony Bennett from Gaga, and we've had many different instances where Gaga has kind of shown her range. Oh, I mean her jazz and piano Vegas residency. Yeah. Like this seems like it would be something that she could do that would still feel within her wheelhouse yes. and not feel like it's compromising any of her artistic integrity. I mean, let's do it as a duet holiday album with Tony Bennett. Sure. I mean, couldn't we? I know he's retired. He, they's yeah, are, they've I mean, already I, talked I about him being that, retired. I don't think that specific idea could happen. Unless it's unless, in the can already and they already made it. Unless it's in the can already, unless yeah. they've recorded a bunch of Christmas songs like but Christmas we know, jazz standards. We know, we know what Lady Gaga sounds like on songs like these, and it makes all the sense in the world. Ooh, she it, would do such a good job on that Frank Sinatra version of Jingle Bells. You know, the, I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. Ooh, that one? Right. Yeah, right. she would sound so good on that. You sound good on it, too. Katie. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. I've been working on it. <laughs> um, all, all right. right. Next well, up. Next up. Next up. What about Ed Sheeran? Well, we've so, gotten some Christmas music from Ed, right? 
Well, we did. He, uh, I mean, he may have done more, but I know he definitely, obviously, he had the Elton John collaboration a year ago called Merry Christmas. It was yes. a huge hit, number one in the UK. It was also number one on our adult contemporary chart um, in the US on Billboard's mm-hmm. adult mm-hmm. contemporary chart. Um, but you would think he must be thinking, or at least he was thinking, like, oh, wow, maybe I should do a whole Christmas album. Because it well, just it- seems like it would seem, it would seem like it wouldn't be weird for him to do such a thing well and here's the thing his and elton's song last year was a charity song for the for the year like when it came out the year it came out and it makes you think of what were those wonderful christmas albums that came out that had like stevie nicks and annie lennox and all you know who i'm talking about right now it's called a very special christmas and you're going to hear more about that later on in the show okay well i'm bringing up a very special christmas now just to say that i could see ed sheeran going that route with a Christmas charity album because oh, obviously that he kind of that he that he could himself. spearhead he I could see. it could kind of be like his number six collaborations project where he brings in friends for songs or or whatever but it's obvious that he likes Christmas music and also likes the you know putting a good cause around Christmas music as well so yeah. I can see that um what about Harry Styles what about Harry <laughs> let's just bring up Harry Styles the other Harry uh, in your life we, yeah, but I don't think, I don't even think there's any One Direction Christmas music or anything. That's, that seems unbelievable. Like I don't, their... I can't recall it. And you know what, uh, you know, the Directioners might come after me on Twitter, but like, I, I think that Harry's got such like a classic voice that, you know, he, he's frequently covering songs in his concerts. He's got a voice that can go a lot of different places. I could see him putting, making a really fun Christmas album contemporary a fun contemporary christmas album if anything like or at the very least you know give us a song yeah just one song just a song harry and at this point it's it's not happening this year so you know start working on it now release it november october next year we're ready all right you have another suggestion and i am stunned to know there's not already a holiday album from this gentleman Okay, so his name is Paul McCartney. You may have heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Harry Kai Jr., Paul McCartney, we'd like to introduce you to some under-the-radar artists this week. <laughs> Paul McCartney, not a friend of the podcast, but we'd love him to be one. Sure. Um, but I have well, interviewed him I was going to say, Keith has interviewed him. Um, so Paul has given us a handful of classical albums, uh, jazzy romantic covers albums, um, electronic albums under his pseudonym The Fireman, and yet... No Christmas album, even though he's released a few holiday songs on his own in Wonderful Christmas Time, The Christmas Song, and even something called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reggae. Um, (laughs) It seems like this would be a surefire, absolute smash success. Even if you didn't include Wonderful Christmas Time on it, I just think it would completely work and it would be a, like cool and appropriate. And if he did it the right way, I think that he would even, you know, think it was cool as well. So who, who? Uh, so those are the kind of like, I think kind of like the big kahunas. We could be missing some yes. people, but I think those are the really big ones. We did think of a few other people that could be fun and kind of interesting. Katie, who are some of the others that we thought about? We did. Um, Pink. Whose Great. voice can handle everything. I think we learned that even more so from the Her American Music Awards performance of Olivia Liv- Newton-John's Hopelessly Devoted to You. Pink can do kind of anything. So Pink can I'm do anything. Hanging upside down even if she'd like Sh- to. Sure. <laughs> Christmas She can acro- hang upside down as she goes down the chimney and delivers <laughs> yeah, gifts. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Shawn Mendes, maybe? I think that would be fun. 
maybe an acoustic sort of thing. You know, him and his guitar, very strummy. I mean, when I when I thought of this, I'm like, oh, like Sean with a guitar, like doing kind of like acoustic-y, you know, kind of um, that kind of vibe. I think that yeah. would work. Coffee house Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam Smith, who actually has a Christmas song this year, as we played. And has, uh, and has an EP that came out a few years ago that does exist on streaming services and digital retail. And they added that new Christmas song to that project. Oh, so there, there you go. is an EP, but it's not. I don't know if it fully counts, though. Right. And we want more, as we always do from Sam. We want so. more. <laughs> what else? Um, I thought about Charlie Puth. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, oh, I would love to hear kind of like where he would go sonically with a Christmas album. And also, I think Charlie is such like a student of kind of like music geekery and he was a music student himself. He would probably really approach it in the same in, in, in the way where it's like how to craft like the perfect Christmas record with like the 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 biggest Christmas hooks and the most jingle jangles, you know, like he would yes. come at it in just the right. He's like, OK, so I took this bell of a reindeer running by. You can already turn see the into. TikToks. Yes. Ima- <laughs> imagine all the holiday TikToks that he would generate towards this project. We haven't talked about country yet, Keith. I went through uh, I went through some of the highest charting, biggest charting Christmas uh, uh, country acts of like the past Carrie decade. Underwood. For instance. Which has put out a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Stapleton has yet to put out a Christmas album. And okay. I think that would be great. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm um, here for it. And someone that Katie went and saw at a stadium. Mm-hmm. Who I love. Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. American Idol judge. does not have a Christmas album. I could see him. He's going to get out there in his like blue jeans and his Santa hat and what? just... <laughs> make a whole christmas tour it would be i would be great i mean brett aldridge is a great example of a country star who has become this like christmas crooner on the side every holiday season yeah Uh, i don't know if luke can do like the christmas crooner thing no i I think it would it would be it would be country it would be country country if luke did it it it, it would be it would be you know uh uh, the the fishing and hunting and rapping yeah like gift wrapping, <laughs> wrapping, right? fishing and hunting and wrapping every day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, oh, so, so those are the kind of like dozen that we've thought of. I do want to yes. give a sort of a special mention to two artists who have already released kind of a robust amount of holiday music, though not like a full length album. So I know we already mentioned Sam Smith had an EP, so I realize there's a little bit of a gray area here, but uh, we can't forget about Ariana Grande. She's released two Christmas EPs, um, but has yet to put out a full holiday project. So maybe Ari can combine those two EPs into one bigger album and add some new material and call it a day. And what about Taylor Swift? She released the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection EP many moons ago like in the first few years of her career it did very well oh her Um, her cover of last christmas i still hear that on ac all the time absolutely so Mm -hmm. it's like you know will and then obviously christmas tree farm came out uh like three years ago and she's like re-released it and done new versions of it in the last few years right so to me it seems like this holiday collection, which is part of her big machine catalog, the much talked about big machine catalog that she's been recording. Oh, are you thinking a Taylor's version? Taylor's version of the holiday collection. Why oh, can't she do it? Oh, 
yeah and then the you can just see the expanded version would just be whatever christmas thing she wants to do now you know exactly. like whatever that is exactly Keith, if if team taylor has not already been thinking about this this is a brilliant idea do you not think i have told team taylor this <laughs> at every chance i could possibly get to be fair she's busy um there she did two of her re-recordings already she probably will want to re-record her proper you know studio albums before approaching the christmas one but it it just feels it feels like it makes all the sense think of all the vinyl the red vinyl green vinyl Mm. white vinyl snowflake vinyl the picture discs i'm thinking about it i love it i mean i don't know i I think it would be (laughs) I think it would be a gangbusters seller. Um, okay. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. Yay! 35 years ago, the charity compilation album, A Very Special Christmas, peaked at number 20 on the Billboard 200. The set benefit the Special Olympics and boasted new holiday recordings from the likes of U2, Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, Whitney Houston, Stevie Nicks, and Sting, among many others. And it peaked at number 20 on the December 26th, 1987 data chart. It launched favorites that we continue to hear today around the holidays, including Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis, U2's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, Whitney Houston's Do You Hear What I Hear, and, of course, can't go without mentioning uh, our girl Madonna with Santa (laughs) Baby. A Very Special Christmas was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America in December of 1987, and that recognized one million copies of the album that was shipped to retailers in the U.S. By 1998, the album had been certified four times platinum. So the album was such a success, it spawned many sequel albums, and collectively, the series has generated more than $100 million in royalties to benefit the Special Olympics. So there you have it. 35 years ago, Christmas was very special indeed on the Billboard 200, as a very special Christmas reached the top 20 on the chart. And then next year, Ed Sheeran's going to do a new version of A Very Special Christmas, and he'll be the one who compiles it all. It'll be great. Yeah. I'm just from, putting from, this into existence. We're putting it into an existence, and unfortunately, you can't get a percentage cut of it because it's a charity album. Correct. I don't want the percentage cut. And if they gave me a percentage cut, I would donate it to the Special Olympics. All right. All right. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> um, okay. So this is also our uh, final show of 2022. It is. Short of us doing a surprise show, which seems unlikely, but you never know. Who knows what album's coming out on Christmas Day? <laughs> TBD. I mean, you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, uh, any parting words, Katie, as we bring the year to the oh close my goodness. on the Pop Shop podcast? This has been a fun year, I have to say. I feel like we had some super fun guests. I'm just thinking about our most recent. We've got Charlie Puth, Alicia Keys, Michael Buble. Um, just an awesome year. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda. B.B. Rexa. We had a fun who year. Was our Grammy? Who was our Grammy guest? Um, our Grammy guest oh, uh, Nora was Jones. Nora Jones. And you know what's great is Nora is nominated for this coming Grammys, too. For the projects that we talked about last year that she was promoting then. And on top of that, 
she this year will be the proper 20th anniversary of her big moment at the uh, 2003 uh. Grammys. So it's pretty well, we cool. Don't even have to have a new, we don't have to have a new guest. We can just replay the Nora episode. <laughs> replay it. We should maybe ask her back. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, well, um, <laughs> anytime, Nora. It has been a uh, great year on the pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always a, a joy to get to hang out with Katie. And we've been and reunited back in person this year, which we hadn't been oh, for right. the last couple of years, finally. I'm going to reveal a secret. You and I are recording this in oh, yeah. separate locations right <laughs> like, now. But we, we're reunited, except for this we're one. We're reunited, <laughs> except for right now. But yeah, this was the first time for, I mean, from like March of 2020 through basically April of this year. Yeah. We were never together. Correct. For the Two pod. full years of remote podcasting. But it is it is great to be back together, mm-hmm. and it is great to be able to do this every week. Yes. Um, Thank you for listening. For that one week, everybody, at the very end of the year, and we really appreciate people still enjoying the show and still listening and subscribing and sharing and um, giving us feedback. We really do appreciate it, and we love to hear from people. And um, we just do this because it's a lot of fun. We do it because we enjoy talking and you know gabbing about. I was going to say and, the secret is we we've been having these same conversations for years but now we're recording them and you could eavesdrop on us <laughs> it's katie's not lying it's it literally like what it, this is like what it, it, unf, it like in our it old office this is exactly like, what it was if you sat near us at the office this is basically what you'd be hearing Correct. incessant long rambles where katie says okay i gotta get back yeah. to work because you're talking way too much but during the podcast it's dedicated time to just talk <laughs> and here yes. we are and it's worked um, okay. Great. <laughs> so, um, oh, with all that said, yes. Sh- sh- should sh- is this the end of the, is this is this the end of the show this week? It is the end of the show and of the year, Keith. It's it's the end. Um, and you know, uh, maybe it's too late now. But you know, if you had planned better, and if you wanted to hear us over the course of two weeks, you could have stopped the show midway and just listened to the <laughs> second half later. Well. That's true. No, or, you know what? Here's the trick. Go back and find an old episode you haven't listened to if you need us next you know, week. Like NBC once said back in the 90s, it, it could be new to you. Exactly. You know, if, it's must-see, if, if you haven't seen the rerun. Like you know. I suggest the John Mayer podcast. <laughs> oh, you're going way back. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my wow. favorite interview like ever. So. Right. And you guys wrote a song together. Right. That's why I'm suggesting right. that. That's my. What's your suggestion, Keith? What should they go back and listen to? I I would suggest in in the most sort of neutral way, maybe go back to um, look look through any of the episodes from like November December of previous years, and you know if you're feeling particularly festive, you can mm. go revisit some of our old interviews with people like Gwen Stefani, Johnny Mathis, mm-hmm. Sarah McLaughlin, Darren Chris. I'm probably forgetting Darlene some people. Love. Darlene Love. Um, we I'm Adina Menzel, Jimmy uh, Fallon. Yes, thank you. <laughs> We're probably forgetting someone, aren't we? I think we said all of them now. Oh, thank yeah. God. Okay, <laughs> what song should we go out on? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. We already played stuff from A Very Special Christmas, didn't we? Because I love that. I mean, we haven't played them all, though, so should we play another one? Sure. Which like, one would you like to hear? Well, I actually was completely ignorant to the fact that Christmas and Hollis came from A Very Special Christmas. I mean, classic maybe, Run they, maybe, they, maybe they recorded it as a one-off single and it became part of this album, but I'm pretty sure okay. it was recorded for that album. Well, great. That's what I'd like to go out on. Okay, we'll go out on that, <laughs> and we'll see you in the new year, everybody. Sounds good. Bye, Keith. Bye, Katie. <laughs> it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. 
Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.